welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIPP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, Kingdom Influencing Nation, it's August the 6th. This is the latest installation uh, in the Kingdom Influencing podcast series. Uh, This one is entitled The Power of One. The Power of One. But before I get into all of that, I always thank you guys for listening and being a part of the Kingdom Influencing Nation. But I want to thank uh, uh, my sponsors, the Moments of Joy Podcast and Academy. Uh, If you want to learn how to do a podcast or you just want to improve your podcast uh, production, go to mojpodcast.com. That's mojpodcast.com. Also, rep the gospel clothing. That's rep the gospel dot shop. Rep the gospel one word dot shop. You for your urban clothing experience that reps the gospel. Uh, check out that website. It'll truly be a blessing. I wear rep the gospel. You wear rep the gospel. They wear rep the gospel. So make sure you get your rep the gospel piece. Particularly, school is getting ready to start. I uh, want to send my prayers and blessings to all of the students who are starting in the month of August. And then, of course, those who are going to be starting after Labor Day. Um, but congratulations for your promotions to your next grade. I know you have a lot of work to do and a lot of catching up to do. Parents, pray for your kids. Uh, pay attention to them. Hear what they're saying to you. Um, I know sometimes you're having a rough day uh, on the job or a rough time in life, but I'm going to tell you something from uh, a parent's perspective and a grandparent's perspective. Take the time to listen to your children. All right. So let's talk about the power of one, the power of one. Um, And I guess my introduction to the power of one started many, many years ago um, as an adolescent. And I, I believe it would be a scenario similar to this, that my sister and I would be fighting over something or acting crazy about uh, something that we didn't agree on. 
And my mother was trying to teach us how to learn how to agree to disagree. And so she used to always say this to us, stick together no matter what. And particularly it was in her death that she made this declaration um, about. In other words, she said to us, when I pass, when I'm no longer in the earth, God rest her soul, and she passed back in 2018, I need the two of you to stick together. Do not allow anything to separate you. And, and essentially, my mom was trying to protect her legacy. And my dad would always reinforce what she was saying, just in case we didn't understand. But she was trying to protect our future because she knew the oldest trick of the enemy is divide and conquer. It's used in the church between pastors and parishioners. It's used on the job between co-workers, between bosses and co-workers, between managers. It's used in the military. It, it's used, This divide and conquer is the oldest demonic uh, attack in the world, but it works. It works. So we have to be clear, even in our marriages, to stay together with your spouse. Listen to each other. We have to be clear with our children. Listen to each other. We're family. We have to be clear as family to sometimes agree to disagree, stay together. Remember, we're from the same clan. We have to be like that as believers in the church. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, the rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. We don't wrestle against each other. People, we wrestle against the enemy. So he, here's a passage of scripture that may help us to understand what I'm talking about even the more. It comes from Matthew 12, 22 and 25. Um, then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind, and brought unto him would be brought to Jesus, blind and dumb. And he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is this not the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Bezalbub, the prince of devils. And Jesus dropped this thought that helps us to galvanize around this understanding of the power of one. He said this, And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. So every principality, whether it's the family unit, whether it's the church, whether it's a corporation, whether it's a nonprofit, whether it's uh, a marriage, if it divides against itself, it would be brought to its own destruction. So we have to guard against the spirit of Division. Now, let me tell you a realistic uh, thing that a lot of people don't know. When I was at sophomore at Harvard University, I remember sitting in Dr. Olive Taylor's class, and she, we were uh, doing a class called uh, the Black Diaspora. And I remember her sharing with us about uh, slavery uh, and how slavery came about uh, on the west coast of Africa. And, and she literally said to us that tribes who were warring tribes, 
spirit of division, literally sold each other out to those slave masters, to the people that would eventually uh, be our slave masters. So each tribe sold the other tribe, who sold the other tribe, who sold the other tribe, until there was no more unity left to have. And then the last tribe standing was easy pickings. You get this. So we sold ourselves into slavery because of whatever. I don't know if it's riches, if it's gain, if it's power, if it's lust, wealth, whatever it was that we were being offered to sell each other out, the point of the matter, that's how this middle passage thing got started. And that's how we wound up here, Jamestown, uh, Durante Vita Slaves for Life. Are you catching this? So there's a real power in division. When Satan came in Genesis uh, chapter uh, three, uh, again, dividing and conquer, he divided Adam and Eve from each other, one, and also Adam and Eve from God by telling them that this isn't really what God meant. And they fell for the seduction. They fell for the zucchini. They, they fell for the trick and they were divided. And so there are two narratives array or awry, uh, uh, two narratives that I'm trying to give you an explanation of uh, in this power of one series. Uh, simply this, that we have family and as families, we must learn to stick together. But then the meta narrative is those of us who know God, we need to stay with God. I don't care whether COVID comes, whether a deviant a, a, a strand of COVID comes, whatever happens in life, unemployment, whatever happens in life, we need to endeavor, divorce, whatever happens in life, we need to endeavor to stay with God. We need to become one with God. God, we need to let nothing separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. Let me read Romans 8, 35 through 39, New Living Translation. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scripture says, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from the love of God. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all, watch read again, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And for those of you who want to look at that again, that's Romans uh, chapter 8, uh, verses 35 through 39. So, so then let us look at this and examine this. First natural, then spiritual. We have to learn how to love each other. 
This racism thing is incredibly divisive. And we have to see it for what it is. And we have to learn to overcome this. Um, there's a great movie uh, that took place in the 1970s that uh, stars to Roger P. Henson and another young man, uh, Best of Enemies, I believe it is. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. We need to, and Martin talked about this, the reason we hate each other and can't stand each other is because we don't know each other. We need to learn to spend time with each other. And I've had the, the privilege of going to uh, uh, PWIs and HBCUs, predominantly white institutions and um, uh, historically black universities. And I've learned to manage on both campuses because I don't judge people by the color of their skin. I do, I have learned to judge them by the content of their character. And we take each individual one person at a time. But before you can even love communally, externally, we got to learn to love the people in our family. We have to learn to forgive people for things that have been done to us. And we must become one, the power of one. And, and watch this. If we can't love the people that we see, it's going to be very difficult to love the God that we can't see. So how can we uh, love, serve, and stick with God, the God that we can't see, if we can't love, serve, and stick with people that we can't see? And I know people can do some incredulous, heinous things. But again, we have to learn the power of forgiveness. That's a whole nother message. But inherent in forgiving people is learning the power of one, becoming one with each other and one with God. So then the first commandment of God is this, love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your whole mind, and your whole soul, and with all your strength, and then your neighbor as yourself. So really, as we grow in our relationship with God, it'll be easy to grow in our, if you will, emotional IQ and our or emotional intelligence, our ability to to relate and get along with other people okay we need each other the scripture is clear each joint supplies what the other one needs so then we need to understand um, the power of one L let me read some some facets of scripture that kind of help us to understand the mirror relationship that jesus had with his father in the earth watch this watch this now, because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Judas leaders began persecuting him. So he told them, and that, all he was doing was healing people. And they just thought that was too much over the top. But he told them, my father is working unto now and I too am working. So Jesus believed in doing exactly what he saw his father do. So Jesus answered them uh, because, of course, this troubled them and caused the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes that want to kill Jesus to create a conspiracy. And Jesus knew this, but he answered them and he said this in John 5, 19. I tell you the solemn truth. The son can do nothing on his own initiative, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, the son does likewise. So if we were to take that, then we have to look at how the father loves us, how the father has mercy in us how the father gives us grace, how the father gives us uh, benevolence. He, he, what can we render for as many benefits to us? 
And the fact of the matter is that we haven't earned it and we don't deserve it. And yet God gives it to us. And so in the same way, we have to learn that people may not have earned it and they may not deserve it, but we still need to learn how to love people that don't love us. All right. So, so watch this. Here's what he said. For whatever the father does, the son does likewise. You, you see, he looks at his father he looks at the love of his father and whatever his father does, he does. So that's the way we should live. It's a, a mirror ministry, if you will. We should mirror the image of the father. John 530. I can do nothing on my own initiative. Just as I hear, I judge and my judgment is just because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And I think that's critical in understanding the power of one. If you're self-willed, and you just want to do what you want to do, then this message is probably a waste of time. This podcast is a waste of time for you because you're just into yourself. But if you actually want to see a better world, you want to have a better marriage, you want to have a better extended legacy, you want to have sustainability of that legacy, then we must teach our children as we are learning today the power of one and the power of being one with God and the power of being one with each other. Okay, so here's what I want to say to you. If you try to live right and do right in this world, people will always have a problem with you. Always. They always got a problem with you, whether it's in business, whether it's in entrepreneurship, whether it's in church, whether it's in the community, whether it's in the marketplace, whether it's in marriage, whether it's in family, raising children, whether it's personal, you're trying to better yourself. People will always have a problem with you. But if you do it because it is right in the sight of God and it is the will of God for your life, heaven has equity in what you say and in what you do. Hence, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that's raised up against you in condemnation shall be condemned. In other words, short, God's got your back. We are, we are all admonished to be one with the Father. When we walk with God, he is glorified in the earth and he will be our vindicator. You don't have to worry about what people think. All we need to worry about is what God thinks. God, what do you say? God, how do you feel? God, are we lined up with you personally? So then watch this. And, and I hope this will help you. When Jesus was getting ready to die and he was getting ready to give his life on the cross he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, and you know the story. He went and prayed, and his disciples fell asleep. But there was one thing he prayed for all believers, and I want you to hear this. As he was praying, he said this from John seventeen eleven, And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one. So he was praying for all believers, uh, uh, present, past, and future, that we would be one with God, one with his Father, the power of one. Then John 17, 20 and 23, he moved and transitioned from praying for those who believe in him to people who didn't believe in him. And today, this prayer is significant for the 8 billion people that are in the world, particularly those who are not of the faith. He said this in John 17, 20 to 23. Neither pray I for the, these alone, not just for believers, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, 
that, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and thou in me, and that they may be perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them as thou has loved me. It's all about being one, one with God, one with each other, having that that unity and, and getting to the place where one blood, one people, we need to really march to the sound of the same drum and harmony and, and symphony. But I understand in this postmodern world, everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a thought. Everybody wants to be different. Everybody wants to be unique. But there's certain things about humanity that are not different. There's certain things about us that are not unique. There's nothing new under the sun. And many of us have some of the same attributes. We're, we're all either introverts or ambiverts or extroverts. We all bleed when you cut us. We all sweat when it gets too, too hot. We all need to eat. We all need to breathe. There's so many similarities. We should not allow our differences to separate us uh, for the rest of our lives. So let me say this in closing, John 15, 5 through 8. And it talks about, again, the meta narrative, the big picture, our relationship with God. And this is what Jesus said. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. That's us. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain with me, if you stay connected with me and in my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. When we produce fruit, business fruit, entrepreneurial fruit, family fruit, marriage fruit, community fruit, uh, church fruit, whatever the types of things that God has called us to do, personal fruit in our lives, when we produce fruit, we bring God the glory. And isn't that what we're in the earth for? We were created in the image of God. We are the Imago Day. Hey. I love you. You've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. I hope to see you or hear from you, or I hope that you're listening next week. But if you want to send me a notice, please contact me on Instagram or Facebook. I'd love to hear your commentary. You can leave comments uh, and, and your um I believe it's uh, Apple uh, allows you to leave commentary uh, to, to rate the podcast. But I pray that you're being blessed and that your life is being translated by the power of the kingdom influencing podcast in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God bless you. Talk to you next week.